0: Okay, so then I played half orc named Wee Wee.
1: That was really your name, Wee Wee.
0: They called me Wee Wee. I was a half orc cleric and obviously knew where, nothing about what that where was. They, where does
1: Wee Wee come from? We were eleven
0: year old boys. I think it was probably they this. were basically calling you I <laughs> <laughs> or Pispis? <laughs> something like that.
1: Yeah, there was I'm not thing. proud of it. But when I found out my son's online tag, uh, Ryan is known on <laughs> Ryan is known on Fortnite as Duck Wee Wee. And if you, I don't know if he did any research on it, but if you if you Google a duck's dick, like you're in for trauma. <laughs> Poor Daisy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Disney just
1: took a turn, eh? Yeah. Fuck you, Donald. Duck season. <laughs> Wabbit season. <laughs> yeah. Duck
0: season. Well, we can't use any of that stuff we talked
1: about. Oh sure, we can. <laughs> sure we can. It'll be great. It's exactly what I'm looking. We're for We're about to be canceled. <laughs> Old men rolling dice. Everyone is welcome at our table. Nostalgia is what we do.
0: Okay, Jerry, give me the year.
1: (laughs) Uh, 1984. Does that make you feel old?
0: No, because I'm older than that.
1: (laughs) What was your year?
0: 1981, I think.
1: 1981. And we're talking about the year that we sort of had first contact. The epiphany. With Dungeons and Dragons or role-playing games. Uh, this is geek on the borderlands and we're going to talk to people about sort of how they got into their game what's their origin story on these shows and jason and i are going to you know just warm things up by talking about our own origin story when we go on other people's podcasts or we talk with you know friends this is a pretty common question
0: i think so too i think because we're talking to a lot of people who are newer to the game they're really interested to see sort of evolution of how introductions have changed over the years yeah um because the 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 introduction now is very different than it was 40 years ago
1: sure sure and so many more games that people can be introduced through it doesn't have to be dungeons and dragons for you and for your story and my story it happens to be dungeons and dragons but let's uh let's prime the proverbial pump here (laughs) absolutely (laughs) uh let's take it from suck to blow where is Jason in a mindset of fantasy prior to being introduced to Dungeons and Dragons?
0: Okay. Not unlike a lot of people, and I'm sure yourself, all the sort of uh, fantasy and sci-fi movies of the 70s, mm-hmm. you were getting things like uh, Planet of the Apes, and a lot of Godzilla, some King Kong. A lot of that was a lower budget. It was, sure. you were, your your daily diet of fantasy and science fiction was sort of the B-movie Oh, genre. absolutely.
1: And even to this day, let's really think about fantasy movies. There are a couple high-budget, amazing fantasy movies. Lord of the Rings, for example. Nobody's going to argue that that's an amazing movie, uh, and if you are, you're dead to me. But when you try to find more fantasy, the 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 bar or the 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 sort of quality quickly yeah. quickly degrades. Right, the,
0: the, that curve drops real fast. Yeah,
1: yeah, and in some cases, it's fun. Like we we've, we've talked about Hawk Hawk oh, the Slayer many times. Oh my lord, uh, that movie very B grade still enjoyable crawl we talked about the movie crawl uh i think they were going for a quality but i think it only ever got to B.
0: so i get it i think looking back the you know um all the ray harryhausen jason and the argonauts um you know clash of the titans but really the defining moment for me would be something that was more sci-fantasy and that would be 1977 star wars oh. at, at that point in time what a science fiction or fantasy movie could be mm-hmm. uh, in terms of story and and quality yeah. changed forever it was
1: i'm right i'm right there with you and not so much i like planet of the apes planet of the apes i actually have great memories of watching planet of the apes with my love mom the first planet of the apes. jason and the argonaut and i'm trying to think there's a there's a couple movies old movies like that with like
0: sinbad
1: sinbad in the seven seas or yep. something uh i mean clash of the titans for me is like i don't even know i might have my timeline wrong we'll have to we'll have to homework book check this but i'm pretty sure i've seen clash of the titans before i'm introduced to dungeons and dragons would that make sense? I mean, I think it's seventies, right? I'm a little, I'm a little younger than you. Not you a are younger. Eh, no, a little bit. But I feel like I've already watched Clash of the Titans when Dungeons and Dragons is introduced to me.
0: I think I have as well. But I'm gonna.
1: I know I've watched Jason and the Argonauts because my first character is named Jason. F- for that reason, and if you haven't seen these old movies do yourself a favor sit down on a Sunday afternoon and watch and there Clash of the Titans 1981 and I'm introduced to Dungeons and Dragons in 84 so I've already seen Clash of the Titans and love it yeah I love everything about it
0: no so for me it's it's a perfect prime right I'm already into board games um I've seen Star Wars uh at this point in time I've also seen uh the Empire Strikes Back and that same year I discovered Dungeons and Dragons is the same year where I'm seeing clash of the Titans I mean it really is a perfect storm
1: okay so tell me so who introduces you to the game
0: Ah, I've um, moved around a bit. I'm in a uh, new school, making a couple of friends and uh, one of the fellows his name's David says to me on um, I've got some friends getting together at my house this weekend. See if your mom will drive you into town. We're going to get together and play Dungeons and Dragons. I've never heard of the game. Yeah. Had
1: you ever heard of it? Or no. was that like, he he could have said anything at that point. Yeah. He was speaking French or Italian. <laughs> you yeah. like, and I
0: don't even know that I was that interested in it. At that point in time, you're just interested in making and establishing a friend group at that age, right? So you're like, any invite you get. And that was the best part about being that age. Any invite you get, you're in.
1: But when you reach the table, the DM already knows the game.
0: I'm already jumping into an existing camp. I guess what we wouldn't have thought of it as a campaign back then. I don't think we use that phrase, but I was yeah. jumping into an established game.
1: So, so mine is different in that regard. Like my friend and I are just having a boring summer. Uh, school's out and we're young enough. Like we're 10. So his mother has this woman. I call her a woman. <laughs> She's probably a teenager to paint you a picture of who this girl is, she introduces Stuart to Alice Cooper. And then one day when Stuart and I are bored, she says, why don't you guys try Dungeons and Dragons? There's no reference to that. Like Dungeons and Dragons, again, you could have called it, you know, kumquats and cherries. Like, (laughs) there's no, there's no reference. So we go to the, we go to the uh, local library and Lo and behold, they have copies of Dungeons and Dragons to borrow. It's the Moldvay Red Book. Not the box. Just the book. Anyways, this girl takes us to the library and she gives us the book. And we quickly realize like, this is not something you can just pick up. It's not like a board game. You can just pick up and play. So Stuart and I, you know, nod goodbye. He has the book at his house and I go home. And I, I don't think any more of Dungeons and Dragons. And then he calls the next day and says he's read the book. Come up uh he he's gotten one of our other friends colin to come over and so me colin and Stuart sit down and i don't know where Stuart got his dice from but he had dice that day and i remember looking specifically at the d8 and thinking like what the hell is this (laughs) so we i made an elf called jason based off of jason on the argonauts i remember i tried to buy as many weapons from the player's handbook as not the player's handbook but the basic book as i could and into the dungeon we went but but so that's my first character, Jason, the elf. I love your first character.
0: So I show up in an established game, and there's—I'm going to say there's four or five guys already at the table, and like I said, we're eleven, maybe twelve years old, and the l- level of excitement that eleven or twelve-year-old can have about Dungeons Dragons is like literally a superpower. It is off the chart. There's a tsunami of information coming. Everybody's talking at once, explaining to you what it is. And you're right. One of the first things you notice is the dice. Anybody who sees those dice for the first time, there's an immediate urge to pick them up and, and, and hold
1: them. And, and they weren't fancy. Not like today. Like, I'm sitting beside a set of dice here. They, they're they're sort of red with gold fleck sparkles through it. I got your sparkle vomit dice here. Hmm. Yeah, dice with cogs, suspend, cog wheels suspended in them. Like, this was not what we were looking at. No,
0: just blue. They were baby blue.
1: Yeah, I th- I don't even think they were all the same color.
0: The original set I bought wasn't. Uh, no. 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 no 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 the old uh, home set was definitely
1: yeah and they were clearly made of plastic and they had crayon mm-hmm. like these were not the attractive dice but they were still fascinating potions and potpourri a dungeons and dragons variety show podcast where two gal pals keisha and kayla talk about a variety of topics including discussions Wizards of the Coast has tried recently to change the mechanics, but I think the biggest thing they did was release Tasha's Call of Everything. Right. That, like, really changed the way that people can make their characters. Life plays we caught the tracker trying to kill claude he already killed
0: some of the household guards uh we did everything we could to try and
1: save him but uh the tracker unfortunately got got to him before we could we took care of the tracker so oh
0: he's gone he's gone by joseph Over interviews. Yeah, I'm not going to for- oh. If you're not having fun with your character after World 5, I'm not going to make you play your character. Yeah. Right. But you have to figure out why is your current character leaving and why is this new character joining. That, that- Potions and potpourri. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. So the game they were playing was obviously David had managed to collect a series of. Uh, books and supplements and just cobbled them all together at no point in time did we realize there was a differentiation between dungeons and dragons and advanced dungeons and dragons it was it just said dungeons and dragons on it and that was good enough so there was a holmes box on the table i remember making my first or holmes
1: box people might not know what that is but it's like it's pre-mold vey um and it's sort of a blue cover and it has a dragon on it
0: yeah so that's on the table I remember it's opened the uh, I think the map was Tower of Xenopus or something like that was so and it's like a real mess. Like there's the Advanced Dungeons Dragons players handbook is there. Um they've there's a mono colored hidden shrine of the Kuatoa. There's a newly acquired fiend folio sitting beside the dungeon master's hand hovering over top. It's like a threat. If anybody gets out of line, he's gonna open it up, flip to a page, and you're about to meet a horror. Mm-hmm. The guys have been kind enough. And I realized by the end of the session, this is probably a rite of passage, to pre-roll a character for me so that we wouldn't have to waste time doing that. So I
1: show up. And that ritual, like th- that's not how I entered the game, but that ritual as I introduced people to the game, we would pre-roll a character for them. It just made it easier.
0: Yeah, I don't think you would see it a lot now. I don't believe that... Uh, yeah, would... sometimes we do pre- I mean, Pre-gens, pre-gens I guess, the same In the thing. Base,
1: in the In the starter box as I look at it over on the shelf. And I think the essential kit does it come with pre-gens? No,
0: it has. a Maybe character just the starter. Yeah. Maybe just starter. Yeah. Um, uh, as a writer of passion, they have made a character for me, and I realized it by the end of the first session that it's obviously a joke character.
1: Tell us, tell tell us the character. So, uh, did they the, name uh, it for you, or they did you? name it? Okay, okay. like so give, it, give I, it all to I, us. I
0: have, everybody else, I'm sitting at a table with fighters and clerics and magic users and and a thief, and I am the, you know, the godlike half orc cleric named Wee Wee. <laughs>
1: and where where does we uh we assume this is a dick reference
0: i'm pr- at that age yeah at that time <laughs> i'm pretty sure it was a it was supposed to be a clever uh, that's fantastic yeah so and they, they were great about it we played the first game everybody walked me through it it was a lot of information taken in. um, it always is for newcomer um but they were good enough to allow me to, the second session when i showed up to roll up my own character and uh, continue in the adventures. so
1: did you have an an aha moment as we like to call it like when you're like I like this game. This is, this game is for me.
0: I think, I don't know if there's a specific spot. I do like just the first time you're sitting there and realizing that this is a game that is unlike any board game you grew up with. Mm -hmm. Like this is all, I guess at the time didn't realize what you would call theater of the mind.
1: This is a fancy, this is really, but I always say it's a paradigm shift. It's like you are used to games being over here in column A there were boundaries exactly and now here's this game in column b that still has some similarity to column a like you're still rolling dice and you're with friends and you're playing but oh my gosh that's where it ends yeah
0: yeah so i don't know there was a. I sp- i knew with the first time i played that it was something i wanted to continue playing there's no question i immediately went home mm-hmm. and like you start trying to grab any sort of fantasy element you can find—TVs, t- yeah. books, and everything—and make it make a trip with your parents a pilgrimage to a store where you can acquire these things. Yeah,
1: I I loved. I mean, I loved movies and stories, and ha- having played the first adventure in the back of the Moldvay book, there is an abandoned keep, and it has a couple really cool features. One is a flooded room that you have to figure out how you're going to cross. And right there, I'm like, "Well, how how does the game say I can cross it? Well." Stuart's like it, it It doesn't really you just how do you want Jason to cross it so I forget how we crossed it actually but I remember that moment of going like oh I have to tell you like this is this is totally pretend uh, and I'm telling you what I want right. to do that was enough that was enough to st- sink its teeth into me that I went home I know I went home and talked to my mom and dad that I just love this new game we found and not long thereafter, they bought me the red box, not Moldvey, the um, Metzner? Yep. Metzner box, uh, the basic with the red dragon and the fighter on the front. And, you know, just like you said, there were different books at the table. Now we're playing with Moldve at the table, but we're also playing with my red box at the table. And we also learn about Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. And we're like, well, you know, we've played all of what, four, six months of this game. So we're ready for Advanced yeah. Dungeons and Dragons. We're going yeah. pro. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So early games at your table, you you said earlier, like that it wasn't really a campaign. So do you remember how you guys played? Was it just, I remember showing up, everything was basically a one shot. Like, Hey, I've made, I've drawn out this dungeon map. I want to see if you can get through it. Uh, I've got a couple other people coming over Saturday. Do you want to join us? And you, if you had a character already, you're like, so I would be like, can I use Jason? And like, no, Jason's too high. You're going to have to roll a different character. Okay, I'll I'll make a new character and I'll show up that day. And you just showed up and played, right?
0: There was no over our story or story arc by any means. Everything was very much like you could tell it was somebody who had been leafing through his monster manual and maybe yeah. watched a horrible movie or a bad TV show that and was weekend. trying to duplicate. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. oh my. Exactly. That's how yeah. I feel too. Yeah. And then they were like, oh my, if I use this monster with that that uh, pit scene i uh, saw in the uh, land of the lost on the weekend yes oh this will work fantastic
1: speaking speaking of stuff like that like there were some certain pitfalls in dungeons and dragons that i really thought were gonna obviously going to be real obstacles in my life every there was quicksand everywhere like i don't know how many times my dm put me in quicksand
0: yeah absolutely and then the dungeons made no sense at all you would be going down a 10 foot wide corridor into a giant room That somehow a dragon just lived in and he was right next door to a pair of owl bears and there was a beholder behind a curtain at the back of the room. They weren't great dungeons. And then they were because there was no way to anticipate anything. And once again, at that age, it's that adrenaline rush from the excitement.
1: So we might be going a little long here, but just, I want to get to this with you. So can you remember a time where the game shifted from just essentially dungeon crawling and kicking down doors and fighting monsters to okay we're going to do a story and it's going to have multiple chapters.
0: Yes. Yeah. For me, um, it would have been, I'm going to say about grade eight. Mm -hmm. Um, I hooked up, I moved again, met a new group of friends. We started playing and it was very much like that for a while. And then first edition, uh, Lankmar city of adventure came out. Okay. Yeah. And for us, that was, uh, a series of characters with, a in a, in a a reoccurring space with a a storyline and reoccurring NPCs. And it sort of developed into what people would now refer to as a campaign. But at the time, like I said, we never thought of of the concept of campaigns. It was just an ongoing
1: story. Sure. So uh, this is really funny because the first time that I realized, I think my DMS were starting to experiment with it, but I, but I hadn't really got it yet. I was still in the mind of, I just love kicking down doors and killing monsters. And then I buy, I buy two modules, two D and D modules. So there's Ravenloft and the other module is DL1, Dragons of Despair, which those books, Tracy Hickman specifically, the way he wrote those adventures, I suddenly realized that there could be far more story in a game.
0: And it's neat because, yeah, you definitely remember when the stories became relevant, the NPCs, and that's when sort of role-playing would start happening occasionally. Because there would be interactions with reoccurring NPCs, and it it would change from, like, I just ask him how much for the dagger to, hello, Brenor, I notice you have a fine blade for sale. That's sort of the early genesis of that.
1: Don't you think we take that for granted, the reoccurring NPC?
0: It's huge, huge. Yeah.
1: And it's something that when you first start in the game, it's just not there
0: no you don't even i think early games we didn't you didn't even name them right there was just the the shop owner and the innkeeper
1: yeah absolutely and then all of a sudden like this is a this is a character that i interact with on a regular basis that's my trip down memory lane
0: yeah and it's neat i'm glad we uh, took a few minutes to sort of put this down so that it's here
1: do you think you could go back could you go back to just kicking down doors and killing monsters or is it now the game is a storytelling story it's a
0: I, don't get me wrong I, I, there's times when <laughs> a good kick down the door and, and kill a monster is fine but I think I think at this age I'm looking for something a little more in depth from a game than, than that that, think, that feels very video so game
1: or board game to me now yeah I think so too I, I mean I, I enjoy a good dungeon crawl but so to the, to the to the teenage girl out there I don't know your name she had no idea the drug she was giving over to a 10 year old she's <laughs> so your dealer oh she's my dealer she's my dealer whoever you are thank you